boys, welcome back. Episode 105 of the Booth Review Podcast. I'm stoked for this episode because since we recorded the last one, so much has happened in the football world. We're big football podcast, big football guys. So strictly going to be talking about everything that, that's happened in the NFL postseason so far. Um, and as always, I'll give my quarantine thoughts because I've still been in quarantine and I give thoughts to the world. That's what I do. But first, Seth, what's up, man? Not much. We're chilling. My Crocs came in the mail today, so I'm super excited. I haven't grabbed them from the mailroom yet, but I oh. have them. They're in so, Boston. So you bought Crocs? Yeah. So basically, me and Sydney will have been dating. I, most of you probably know who Sydney is. Sydney is my girlfriend. We'll have been dating for two years this Friday. Today's Wednesday, the 26th. So Friday, the 28th. By the way, RIP Kobe. Um, yes. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's our two year anniversary. And so my gift to her is we had been talking about getting matching Crocs for a while. Um, and so I got us matching Crocs and then I also got us matching Tommy Bahama Hawaiian shirts. Okay. Cool. So yeah, (laughs) that, that's my gift to her. I don't know what she got me. Basically what happened was she got, we both like kind of realized, oh shit, our anniversary is coming up. And then we're neither one of us had gotten gifts for the other one yet. And then she finally got hers. And I said, how much did you spend? She said 150. And I was like, all right, so I'll try to spend roughly that much. And so I spent it. it well, it's like in total, I technically spent more than 150, but in total on her, I probably spent a little bit less than 150. I mean, Crocs are kind of expensive. It's wild. They're like 40, 50 bucks, depending on which one you get, which is just crazy to me. But I did manage to yeah, get the Tommy absurd. Bahama shirts on sale. Because the Tommy Bahama shirts are supposed to be 130 a piece, and I got them for like 80, which was nice. That doesn't Crocs are just rubber. Why are they? So I know. <laughs> I, I it's, it's just a little clout, slab of rubber. But they, like, I, it's didn't not 2010 it. anymore. I, like I know, I know. Crocs have to get over themselves. That's not. That's not okay. Do you have giblets for your Crocs? We haven't gotten them yet we were gonna that was the thing is we were gonna go and do the trip together to like get the matching giblets like an activity. Have like a 15 dollar off or a 15 percent off something like that coupon so i can either crocs? order them online yeah how I, much like, do you shop at crocs what happened was i opened um i opened up the website and it had like one of those put in your email and get 15% off. And so I did that because, you know, I was buying two pairs of Crocs. So it was going to be, you know, 80 to hundred bucks. I forget what type we got. And so I put in the 15% so that it was cheaper. And then all of a sudden I got an email like yesterday or the day before, and it was like $15 off. I was like, all right, shit. That's, that's Take more of incredible to me. I've never met anyone who's shopped at crocs so much that they got not, not only not only did i go to the <laughs> website enough to get that i went to the store there's a croc store in faneuil hall right behind the quincy market oh i i've seen that one before i went all the way there and then they didn't have the right um uh um uh size in the right color um for um what we wanted like for both what of were us. You like getting? it would it would either what like color? bright yellow like 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 yellow <laughs> that's her favorite color it's Denise this is an color. insane story <laughs> do you want to see the shirt 
Sure. <laughs> this is fucking wild. He just he just left the room. This is <laughs> I didn't wild. Leave the room. I had to walk over. He left to my the frame. <laughs> this is wild. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> See, this they're super insane. I think it's great. Dude, the girl at the Tommy Bahama store seemed so jealous of Sydney. Like, she was like, oh, uh, when I told her what the idea was, basically what happened was I walk in there. I'm the only person in the store, right? Because, like, it was, it was a, uh, what day was it? I want to say it was, like, Monday or some shit, right? And so, because I, I don't have class on Monday, right? So, I walk in there on a Monday in the middle of the day, right? When COVID times in Boston, so nobody's going out, right? And so, I go in there, and it's literally, there's one girl that's at the desk, and there's another one who's, like, looking through organizing stuff or whatever, right? And the person at the desk goes, hey, is there anything you're looking for? And I go, well, I was looking for Hawaiian shirts, but it, like they're literally right in front of my fucking face. And so yeah. I was like, all right, well, I mean, like, clearly they're right there. So I was, you know, and so I look at those ones and I start walking around and then there was this girl who was over there and she was like, are you like going anywhere? Or like, what's the, you know, like, why are you getting Hawaiian shirts? And I go, it's, you know, me and my girlfriend, it's our two year anniversary. So I'm getting us matching Hawaiian shirts and matching frogs. She was like, oh my God, that's so cute. And she was like going through this whole thing. And she was like, oh, you know, um, she was like, yeah, I like to buy oversized ones and wear them with biker shorts in the summer. I was like, that's great for you. <laughs> And it was just like, the whole thing was just like, it was quite the experience. And then I finally picked out the shirt and she was like, oh, this is an awesome choice. So great. Like, I was like, all right, cool. And she like, she said it was such a cute idea. That was bizarre to listen to. Um, it, 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 was, it was quite the experience, I have to say. I'll say this. I know exactly where you're talking about now. It's in the back of Faneuil Hall and Tommy Bahama and Crotch are next to each other. And there's like a Boston sports no, store in no, between no. them, right? No, the um. You, so you're thinking of the right place for the Croc store. The Tommy Bahama is actually behind the crew. So there's a, you know how there's like that extra mall the, behind. I, there the is crew? a Tommy Bahama in the Faneuil Hall, though. They're on I the back side. I don't think you must have gone to have a different one. That would have been way more convenient for you if you'd gone. If to that there was one, one. that was there, that sucks because it would have been more convenient. Um. But it didn't really matter because I just took, I, I took the tea to the Prue and then I walked through the Prue and used the, um, there's a bridge that goes over the road and connects to this other mall, yeah. right? So I used that bridge and then walked in and then went to the time behind. And this, this mall is bougie, right? There's like a Gucci store and a Louis Vuitton store. Like it's all these crazy designer brands like things, right? In that mall, but yeah, this time now, now I'm invested. In the yeah, but no, they were like they were super helpful. I just thought it was like very funny and validating that there was a girl of roughly my girlfriend's age who thought that my idea was a good idea, and then said that the color of Crocs was going to go well with the shirt that I got, and thought that like the whole thing was a cute idea. It was very validating for me to like get the con you like. The, the vote of confidence from the person who works at the retail like clothing store you know that was an i had i was not expecting that story at all it's wild <laughs> I, I have love so that. much fun here i love that that was the best way to start this show it like totally caught me off guard but i fucking love that so good um Daniel hall's overrated in my opinion that was my second thing to add 
I don't. So I. <laughs> there's no okay. There's not that many stores there for starters. It's very right. basic. That is, and it's kind of boring. It's not as fun as like Newberry Street and Copley and the Peru, and the restaurants there aren't that great. It, it's more just like a historic kind of like cobblestone, whatever. So like I really enjoy the um there's like a mac and cheese place. I really like the mac and cheese. Um, but that's like kind of the main thing that I find cool. There's like a cool card shop in there, but like I don't eat cards all that often, you know? Like right. You know, I don't I don't ever need cards. <laughs> but but I I I've never gone out of my way to go to Fanny Hall. Like I was never like, oh, you know, let's go to Fanny Hall. It was right. like I looked up Crocs the website and then because my laptop or my phone whichever one i looked it up on the first time was like oh you're in boston it popped up with the croc store in boston i was like oh that's in Daniel hall perfect that's within a reasonable trip on the train for me to go and so i just did it in like because i have the um the pass so i can just use the t as many times as i want um and so i took it from my dorm to uh what copley and then walked from copley to the Peru, the whopping you know half of a block that it takes to get there yeah. and then you know walked behind went to that mall then went back into copley and then took the train further out until government center and then went to faneuil hall and then i ended up getting on haymarket um you know, you know on at haymarket it's like it, it it wasn't like I was going crazy out of my way. Like I would never plan a trip and be like, "Oh yeah, let's go to Faneuil Hall because it's such a yeah, fun and place." So to go. many I'm, people like, do, which I don't yeah, understand. It's like weird. I remember it, last it, year during like we had like an adjusted schedule and a bunch of people who were on the same day as us. It was like me, Brownie, Ferulo, um, and then a few girls were like, "Let's go to Faneuil Hall," and I was like, "Let's not." Like, what the fuck is there to do at Faneuil Hall? You just sit on the benches and like go to urban outfitters it's it's so overrated people think it's like if, if you're not from boston and you're coming here to like plan like a trip don't go out of your way to go there there's not that much to do there it's it's so overhyped go go anywhere else in the city go to like yeah. southie it's probably better time <laughs> than faneuil hall or the south end even you want to get a little frisky go to the south end like it's don't go to faneuil hall it sucks um but yeah all right, let's let's get some agenda. How you been? Down. We haven't we haven't oh. we haven't talked about how you are. It took us so long in that story. Yeah, I know it was crazy. Uh, I'm good. Uh, I I'm I, I am still COVID. I don't I don't have it anymore. But like, man, is this thing fucking killing me? Um, <laughs> just weird things have been happening to me, and maybe it's COVID. And maybe are, are we it's sure not. that at this point you don't just like have the flu? Like, I, feel I don't like know. The, I it might like... be Floronavirus. It might be flu. It might be whatever. I don't know what I have, but it's something. Because I've always <laughs> felt like the. It seemed to me like a lot, of, especially since you're vaccinated. Like, I feel like the flu would have worse symptoms. Than I mean, I tested COVID. positive like, especially for COVID, but I could also. Like, I haven't heard. Yeah. I could have something else too that I just don't know about. But like, I think this all started with episode 99 when I had appendicitis. I think that set this whole right. thing off. Something Probably. about that was weird. And then after that, it was like, oh, I'm sick. Oh, like COVID. Like, 
I don't know what happened to me or what is happening, but something fucked up is happening. I don't know what, but I'm better. So like, that's the message is I'm better. Still not good, but better. Um, here's my quarantine thought of this podcast. What the fuck is P? Have you been seeing this stupid P emoji everywhere? Oh, I understand. I understand. What I understand the it. fuck I, I, is it? You know why I understand this? <laughs> Barstool Sports is probably the greatest organization ever. You know why? Because they have old people explain things that are going on in the media. So they've got, what's his face? Um, one of the originals, the guy that does the We Gotta Believe podcast. I forget what his fucking name is. Um, the One Minute Man. Oh, KFC. KFC, thank you. So KFC, every once in a while, does a One Minute Man where he like, he starts it off by saying like, so here's the like news for the millennials who want to like, hate TikTok, but secretly want to know what's going on, right? And so he explains it. So P apparently is like good. So if you're pushing P, it's good. And if it's not P, it's bad. That's so, so stupid. That is his explanation of it. That's so, that's so my fucking understanding stupid. of it. It doesn't, I don't understand how people picked up on it. Like I, it comes from a rap song, right? I forget who. Yeah, I know it's the song. I don't One listen of the ones to the that rap, I don't listen but... to. It's Gunna and Young Thug, or Gunna and someone, do a song called Pushing P. And I've seen this emoji fucking all over the place. I think this is the dumbest shit ever. I, I personally think this is so stupid. Everyone's like, oh, that's not P. You're not P. Fuck off. <laughs> it's so dumb. It's one of those stupid little internet fads that everybody is going to like hop on the bandwagon of. I don't think it's like funny or like cool. Like, oh, that's so not P, bro. Like, what the fuck does that mean? It's 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 definitely an odd, an odd trend. I it, wanted to get like, Michael Lynch on this podcast because, dude, Michael Lynch has been Johnny P lately. Everything he says, oh, well, that's so here's P. The thing. That's Michael P. Michael Lynch is that generation, right? Like, he's right? A yeah, I forgot. He's like ten years younger than the rest of us. <laughs> it's but yeah it's, i don't it's just, get it's, it it's like when um what's his face said uh a little nas x said something and then everyone started saying it like not it was the nahi tweaking every single comment on instagram for like two days it's nahi tweaking i i hate this generation so much <laughs> I hate it. I don't associate with the, this the bullshit. Best, the best part about that was um, the whole Nahi tweaking thing was because so little Nas X had done his like shoe that had his blood in it, and a bunch of like Christians oh, right. like freaked out because it was like devil worship or some shit, right? Yeah. And then Tony Hawk made a bunch of skateboards where his blood was like mixed into the paint, and people were like that's so cool like whatever right and so oh, and they claimed racism little i don't think little Nas x claimed racism i think he was just like what the fuck not he tweaked but he he blamed it he said not he tweaking as if it was um tony hawk's fault right like it clearly was not tony hawk's fault that people responded well to him and not well to little Nas x now granted little Nas x was doing like the whole devil worship thing 
Like that's a much more hot, but like, I don't think Lil Nas X claimed racism. I think he was just like, what the fuck? Y'all yeah. were like, this is crazy when I did it. And now he's doing it. And you're like, this is cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I've been seeing it everywhere and it's so annoying. Thank like, thank God it hasn't come to TBR yet. And like, I know it's going to like our TikTok oh, comments. After this episode, like, absolutely is about to. like our TikTok comments have been normal. Thank God. Um, I made my <laughs> acting debut on TikTok the other day. Fucking killed it. Um, and the comments were very well receptive. Uh, no peas or anything like that. Our Instagram comments haven't been P, but I'm, I'm assuming it's going to make its way to the TBR universe eventually. So I'm just bracing myself. I wanted to educate myself on what this stupid emoji and stupid saying means. Um, but yeah, it's over the top. It's OTT, as we like to say in um, slang. It's OTT, over the top. Write that one down, fellas. Um, so yeah, that was my quarantine thought. Here's another quarantine thought that I have. Um, I, you know, I'm me, right? So <laughs> congratulations. You have had, I forget what the philosopher, uh, hey, give me two seconds to Google this. There's a, there's a very famous philosopher who had the statement, I think, therefore I am. It was, ah, it was Rene Descartes. I think, therefore, I am. So congratulations, you are. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Have I, I've, been, I've been pushing content lately. Like, yeah, you know, I made that cool TikTok the other day. We haven't recorded a podcast in a couple weeks. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it's been a minute. And there's a reason for that. It's because I'm in a bit of a funk. All right um you know you won't get you out of a <laughs> funk announcing that you lost pick them this year so hurry up and count the tallies i'm not gonna count the tallies because i'm bored um it's fucking so boring to go back and figure out who's right who's wrong set one like i admitted that before the season even ended. i know i just want the instagram post because i didn't get it last year i'll okay i'll give you your instagram post but you have to calculate the win <laughs> well <laughs> if you, you me, go back <laughs> you you tell me what you have left and i'll go back and i'll figure Okay, we'll figure that out. I don't, when I get like a day where I don't have anything to do, like, sure, I'll go back and do it, but I don't care. Um, and if, if I won, I wouldn't care either. Like, I wouldn't, I just don't. I, once I, the graphic, we need to hire someone to do the graphics because once I stop caring about making the graphic, shit's out the window. Like, you can kiss pick them goodbye. Like, we do pick them podcasts, but like, if you follow us on Instagram and you don't listen to the podcast and you want to know, like, tough luck um so yeah if you're interested in in filling that void for us and being the person that just makes the graphics i'll give you the template and you make the graphics like reach out to us before next september but um i've been in a funk not a funk but like a content lull because my motivation is elsewhere right now um i don't know how to put this and i don't i don't know there's this girl that like i i <laughs> I like, all right, guys, fucking sue me. What else is new, right? Like, I'm going to sue you if it is who I think it is. It probably is. <laughs> and I don't know. I'm just like, I'm so back and forth on everything. So um, I don't I don't know. I don't know if anyone, if they're going to listen to this or not. Or whatever. I will like, say the, the Zoom meetings with the two of them where you bring on the special guests, I find hilarious. Yeah, that's well. I wanted to make that a TBR thing, but it's not. So I just made it a Brendan Willette thing. But Fair like enough. 
yeah, so Seth's on the money there. Um, <laughs> we, I, I know someone, other people who had COVID the same time that I did. So we started doing these Zoom things. Um, and like we'd bring on a special guest every other night, someone else who was just like had nothing going on. So like Michael was in there, Carp was in there. And like, I want to get Seth in there if they continue. I don't know what they're going to now that, you know, kind of everybody's out of quarantine or whatever. It's sad. You know, it's sad that it might, it might come to an end. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. My energy's kind of not all, not all here right now. So if you've been wondering where I've been. Um, See, That's I just fair. think you need to go beat your meat a couple of times and you'll be refreshed. You're just wow. horny. I'm not. I'm just not. That's the thing. I'm not. <clears throat> and this it is feels a big... like you are. I'm not, though. I'm not like you, Seth. I <laughs> <laughs> Really, you think I have issues? I just I... want to find someone to settle down with. <laughs> what have been in the same relationship for two years doesn't say settle down. That's true. I forgot. Seth's like looking to get married within the next couple of years. So <laughs> yeah, <I'm, laughs> he's the I definition of settle down. Expect to have kids before I turn 27. Before you turn 27? I'm trying to be young as hell. I want to be in my 40s when my kids go to college. So like we're going to be doing like TBR podcast episode 600. Like Seth has kids. <laughs> yes, basically. <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> I can't wait for that. That's going to be so fun. We are counting. We're going to do a... <laughs> up like it's, um, what is it? Simba from The Lion King? Yeah. No! <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be so good. We're going to, we're, that's basically what TBR is, is we're raising prodigies to take over when we die. Yes. Basically. Like, I got to yes, pass. We force the... our kids to be friends with each other. And, you know, it's like a mob almost. It's like, it's like <laughs> once we're, once we're gone, we're going to make our kids. They're going to be like the next, they got to carry on the family business, you know, as if TBR were a front for some sort of, you know, I mean, yeah, that's, that's it guys. This is the bigger bill episode 105. We're actually a money laundering. Scene. We aren't, we aren't a podcast at all. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, this has been our plan all along, <laughs> but yeah, I can't wait for that, but no, I'm not like, I don't know. I don't like talking about this stuff on podcasts, but I also love talking about it on podcasts because it's fucking hilarious. That's all I'll say is we have some great memories from all of this. Um, I will say you are one of the few people that could pull off having multiple exes in the same Zoom meeting successfully multiple times. Well, it weren't multiple. <laughs> it was just one. <laughs> Did you think that I was having a Zoom meeting with all of my ex-girlfriends? <laughs> Not all of them. I just thought there were two of them. Just one guy. <laughs> then why were there four people in the Zoom meeting? I'm very... She's her friend. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> that would be savagery, Seth, if I was like... <laughs> That's what I Got everybody was all together. On. I was like, hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I thought was happening. This, That's kind of what this podcast is. I mean, do you see what I'm wearing? <laughs> it's the Orange is Better Burnt t-shirt. No, it's not. This oh. is just a regular Tennessee football t-shirt. Oh, it's just a regular <laughs> Tennessee football? Fuck Tennessee. No. <laughs> Tennessee can suck my well, ass. Well, maybe fuck Tennessee. I don't know. I, I'm see, indifferent. At this point, I don't I know. I tried to let bygones be bygones, but I don't like 
still being the subject of like TikToks and all that. It's like, all right, shit's shit's Are done with. Are you still the subject yes. of TikToks? It's so annoying, dude. And like, whenever we post a TikTok, like Johnny Pictionary is the first one to like it. He's got our post notifications on. It's like, get the fuck out of my life, honestly. Honestly, good for him. Good for him. Well, yeah, thanks for putting money into our pockets. Appreciate giving us clout. Appreciate it. The TikToks he makes are so fucking stupid, too. We should do a TBR podcast episode where we just react to their, just watch their TikToks. It's just a live stream. We watch their TikToks and we're like, this is stupid. And the next one, I ugh, don't even get me started. But no, no, no. I mean, I'm not on good terms with, with those people, but I'm still wearing a shirt that says Tennessee football on it. So I don't know. You pick which side. Orange do be better, Bert. I mean, yeah, orange is kind of better, Bert, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so I because I've been in a putting more effort towards not podcasting, I went down the rabbit hole of hey, what can I do to repair some damages? You know what I mean? <laughs> you ever you ever done that before? <laughs> no, because most of the people that I caused damages with deserved it. Yes, I'm not a very regretful person. No, I'm not a regretful person either, but I do have one big regret, and it's episode 24, which is no longer available. So that was part of my repairing damages was I deleted episode 24. Which episode is episode 24? Uh, it's Grievances. It's not up anymore, so. Is that about high school? Way back. Yeah, about high school. (laughs) It is about high school? Okay. Way back. Way back in the day, like two years ago now. Deleted episode 24, and I'm... I went on, um, I'm not going to say the name of the website, but there's a website where celebrities can make videos for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I went on a website where celebrities can make videos for you, bought one, um, put a very specific message on it and got it back and then wrote a three page letter. To who? To person. To Tennessee? No, no, God, no. <laughs> to other person. Yeah. To not Pictionary. Right. Okay, I think I follow. I think you do too. But I didn't send it. <laughs> Three pages? That's a lot, dude. You're a Friends fan, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you know how Rachel pages writes like the back? 18 pages letter front? Yeah. I Dude, that, like... that episode was on my TV last night. <laughs> Dude, I wrote so much. Well, okay, here's the thing. So the whole genesis of why these Zoom meetings started was because um, they like invited me to a Zoom one night. And I was like, all right, I'll join. So I joined the Zoom. And they were like, the, the other girl who's on the Zoom was like, we're trying to set her up with this kid can you say some nice things about her to this kid and i was like i don't know this kid i don't know this Wait, girl. say some no. nice things about her your ex's friend or your ex my ex's friend okay and i was like okay. i don't know either of them but sure i'll give it a go like just to be funny so i wrote like a two-page letter just all <laughs> bullshit i don't know this girl at all like oh she's so great like i wrote a poem at one point at the end like i signed it off with a great quote and a poem and all of that um and that 
kind of became a running joke. And now everybody wants a letter written about them from me because I'm just, I give with my words. Um, and so I wrote a letter, three pages. I don't know if it'll ever see the light of day, but I wrote a letter and I bought a video message from a celebrity from that website where you can buy video messages from celebrities. And that's where we are. Which celebrity might I ask? I'm not going to say. <laughs> I'll tell you after the podcast. Fair Actually, enough. I'll text you right now because I don't want to leave you in suspense for the next hour. Hold on. You're going to understand why when I send you this photo. Actually, you might already understand why by just seeing the name. I mean, I put quotes around celebrity. I mean, like, you don't really have to put quotes around celebrity. Do you understand why? Uh, mostly. Here. I think I have a general idea. I don't know that I know. Look the at the photo. Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Not bad, right? No, not a bad, not a bad approach. Like, like well, I, okay, not a bad approach, but could be a bad idea if you don't do anything. Right. It was a waste of money if I don't do anything with it. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I paid extra after they delivered it to send them a message thanking them. You can do that on that You have app. to pay extra for that? Yeah. You got to pay like, like five extra dollars. You should be able to just respond dollars. and be like, thanks, dog. Good job. So, like, if... If anything, I, I can say that I exchanged messages with this celebrity. If anything, if, the, if, there's, if there's a silver lining to this story at all. I'm going to keep everybody updated, but I don't, I don't know that I'm going to do anything. I'm fairly certain I've met said celebrity. I don't remember. It's been a while Ooh. since the thing that happened that in which I would have met said celebrity. Right. Oh. Uh, but I found actually no, I would have met said celebrity, yeah, because perfect said that celebrity well for would me. have oh yes, I found I found said photo with said celebrity. Let me see. Because do you want to see in podcast? I mean it's video. <laughs> wow. Who's the other one? Wait. It, that's actually your favorite photo ever. No! <laughs> Seth! <laughs> That's so fucking good. <laughs> Quality photo. Can we just talk about how well he's played since he's requested a trade? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might as well mention that guy. This is not the celebrity we were mentioning, but Jake DeBrusque. Jake DeBrusque has um, played so well since requesting a trade. Right. It, I, like, it's, the thing, too, is that he's been playing. That's the other part of it, right? Like, before he requested the trade, he just wasn't playing, right? which is why he requested the trade. But now he's playing. So my question is, does he still want to be traded, number one? Number two, can yeah, they get value say, for him? Number three, leaving. is there a way that they somehow keep him and also bring in a new guy? Because they've been talking about bringing in JT Miller. I saw JT But my Miller, question yeah. is, where does the value come from to trade for him, right? Like, is the value going to be, like... Like to, to me, from a value standpoint, if it's assuming that DeBrusque doesn't want to stay, I would assume that the trade would be DeBrusque, Studnicka, and a pick. Yeah. Like that to me would make sense logically. But again, I don't know that DeBrusque still wants out. This is, I this don't is know also that he wants one of my out either. Photos because 
I don't know if you can tell from this angle. It's Sean Corral and Brad Marchand. Right, it's it, right. It's Sean Corral and Brad Marchand. But as you can see, me and Mar- I'm wearing Marchand's like hat, like from his company. Yeah. And so he compliments me on the hat when I go up to him and shake his hand, like say what's up. That's and sick. like obviously he's gonna do that because I paid him money, but it still feels good to like you know yeah. get the compliment from the guy who's like your favorite player in the NHL. I went to one of those things one time, like way back when they used to buzz their hair off. Um, I went to I went oh, to that. Oh, so this this is just a season ticket holder event. Oh, is it? Yeah. So th- they used to do them every Thanksgiving. Oh yeah 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 I've heard of that. So they, they you know it'd be it'd be like the the week of or week after Thanksgiving they would do these events and then um. But yeah, my favorite my favorite part about this one was I actually so this this photo right here. So this is me. So it's Carlo and Char. Carlo and Char. Yep. I I was the last person in line for the two of them. Right. So I go up to Char, and so I might I wanted to do this with Bergeron, like that would have been my ideal. But we ended up being first in line for Bergeron, mm-hmm. as opposed to being last. Right. And so I go and um. I'm last in the Char line. And so I got a video, which is on my Instagram, actually. And I got Char to say happy birthday to my friend, Will. Now I need to watch the video. It's literally, it's the last thing that I posted on Instagram. I haven't posted on Instagram in like two years. Oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. So I literally sat on that video for like four months, just waiting. And then I got to so post good. it in February. That's awesome. Cool. But yeah, Jacob Ross, like, <laughs> I don't want them to trade him anymore. Like, I'm perfectly fine with them keeping him. I don't think he's the issue. The issue is the defense. I'm much more concerned about the defense right now. Yeah, I mean, and granted, injuries and COVID have a lot. Listen, to team play. teams rolling. I don't have much to to say about the team once they stop rolling. I mean, you all know me. Um, I like to kick them while they're down, a la the Patriots. Um, and then once I do that, they get really good. So I shit on the Bruins in the TD Garden. They got really good. I've got nothing to say now. Um, once they start doing bad, I'll come back around. Don't worry. <laughs> right. Finally, they're playing on the road, too. They've been at home for, like, what, three months? <laughs> they had seven straight at home. But then they're back home late next week. They're literally on a three-game road streak. <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, the schedule this year is crazy. Is. Oh, really the other is. thing, before we talk about football and the, to put – shit in the rearview mirror about what we were just talking about. I'll update all of you. But can we just point out the fact that if you lived in Boston last week, you couldn't watch the Bruins game? Can we just... What do you mean? The fucking game that was on ESPN+. Plus. You could not watch the game on that. Oh, the Capitals game? Yeah. I just didn't see the game. <laughs> and it was well, a great so you game. You couldn't watch it on ESPN+, Plus, or you couldn't watch it on ESPN+, Plus or Nesson? You, okay, so it wasn't on Nesson, it wasn't on ESPN, it wasn't on TNT, it wasn't on any station. It was on ESPN+. It was Plus. on ESPN+, Plus, but you can't watch it because of the blackout restriction. Right, so you, you couldn't watch the game. That's ridiculous. They got to fix that. They either got to get rid of the blackout <laughs> restriction or make it so that the local station is actually doing the game when it's on ESPN+. Right, Plus. and there's only, I know that it's only it's a on... certain amount of games. 
that they're doing when it's on espn plus you can get the home broadcast or the i I forget if you could pick between the broadcast or if you only get the home broadcast because my dad watches the islanders broadcast of the islanders games on espn plus all the time yeah so they're still broadcasting the games it's just also being streamed yeah. on ESPN Plus. So I don't understand why people weren't able so to get it's, it off um, Like why it wasn't it's, available. It's like se- uh, we looked it up. It's seven games this season. This was the first where mm-hmm. Nesson doesn't carry the game and ESPN isn't broadcasting it on like cable TV. So it's going to be on ESPN Plus. But ESPN Plus is a blackout restriction in like New England or wherever, whatever the region is that it's in. Um, and you just couldn't watch the game. So you could illegally stream it or you could use VPN. And I tried both and I was able to illegally stream it for a little bit on my phone, but it's, it's not the same. I like watching the Bruins game with my family on my TV, you know? Right. Uh, I don't like huddling around like a little iPhone to watch it. So like, oh my God, Twitter erupted after that. But also Murphy's Law, it turns out to be a fucking phenomenal one goal game where the Bruins score a goal with like 50 seconds left to win the game. Um, no, exactly. no one I was saw there. it. The Capitals game, I was there. It was awesome. Yeah, no one saw it. Like, nobody watched the game. It's incredible. Like, who... I understand, like... No, I don't understand the blackout. But in this particular situation, the game that we could watch was, like, the Avalanche game. And I was like, I'm sorry, who from Boston wants to watch the Avalanche game? And who outside of Boston and Washington wants to watch the Capitals? I'm the sure Bruins? there are plenty of people who want to watch those games, but not when... The boss, your, like, team, is not when your team is playing, right? It's right, just, it's so dude. Right, again, this... time and time again, we've said this is the dumbest move the NHL could have made, and like we're seeing it now. You literally, it's, couldn't it's... watch the Bruins game, it's absurd. You just couldn't watch the game. So no, I was like, like, All right, let's watch Love Island. Like, what the fuck else is on? Yeah, we have <laughs> the same issue when it, like, I, I mean. Granted, we can still watch the game, but it's a pain for us when, when the Mets play the Red Sox because we don't like the Red Sox announcers. Um, and so we have to, like, sit there and just be annoyed by the Red Sox announcers because we can't watch it on MLB because of the restrictions. Yeah. I don't – I hate the NHL. Sorry, I just do. I hate it. It's stupid. If you're not in person – this season, fucking don't watch the games. It's tough. There's just no point. You probably can't even watch your own team play. So likely not. Trying. No. Okay. They don't play until like 10 p.m. Uh, right, though. This is my last quarantine thought that will segue us into my the first game that I'm talking about uh, over the weekend. Did Bills fans? <laughs> I can't do this. Seth's audio just fucked up, so we had to take the. <laughs> I asked a fucking hilarious question and. Seth's audio conked out, so now I have to re-ask it for content purposes, but it's just not as funny anymore. Did Bills fans exist before 2019 is what I had said. The answer is no. I don't think they did. I can't name a Bills fan. Still. Other than my father, I don't know a single Bills fan. And was he a fan before 2019? Probably not. Yes. To be fair. To be fair, yes. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if I can trust that. What's the source on that? Well, he was a Bills fan when I was a kid, so. I don't know. I, 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 all of a sudden, they've come out of the fucking woodwork ever since they've been good uh, for the past couple of years, and they're like, you know, the, the, the fan base in the NFL. I, 
like where were you guys when your team was awful a few years ago like yeah boston sports aren't really awful but even when our teams are shitty our fans are still very vocal about it and i mean they're very there they're to be fair they have become one of the best fan bases in sports i mean but i don't believe that I think I think that well, you can very, jump yeah. through a few tables and and you know squirt ketchup on yourself and call yourself they a seem, great NFL fan. They seem to be very passionate about their team, and I also have a lot of respect for them with the whole donations thing. Like you know how Bills oh, Mafia like fun. donates all the time. Like I just think in that sense they've become one of the best. But yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's, I'm not. I'm not saying that they aren't like way good. more of a story ever since the team started to have success. I just personally think that they didn't exist before 2019. I don't I don't know that Bill's Mafia was a thing before. Like, I don't think that it got I don't think created. It was. Like, I don't think it was a name for anything until 2019. I mean, what the fuck? They're like, they're like the fan base now in the NFL. It's like, it pisses me off that they like have the right to be good because they were shitty for so long and their fans were just non-existent. Remember when you used to play the Bills and we'd be like, we're rolling them. Now it's like, right. fuck, we can't beat them. Like, <laughs> I mean, look at Bill Belichick's record against the Bills all the time is like 33 and three or something, right? Yeah. And like or all like 33 three came in like the past couple of years. <laughs> yeah, literally. What, two this year? And like jo- Josh Allen's like basically the only Bills quarterback to ever beat the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, the Bills is just like a poverty franchise, in my opinion, in general. How do you go to four straight Super Bowls and not come away with a single ring? That's pathetic. That well, is so bad for one, but that's poverty. That is poverty at its finest. It you go to four straight Super Bowls and you couldn't win one. You don't deserve to be in the league. There should be like how Premier League or English soccer has like the oh, Premier re- League regulation, and then relegation. the Champions League. Yeah, we should relegate NFL teams to like college, and we can like put Alabama in the NFL. Yeah, bring up, really bring good. Up Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like that's so poverty. What I mean, if what if the Bills too, won? Look, Nothing. What's crazy about that is, you know, you say that about literally any, this is what's wild about college football. You could say that about literally any other sport and it wouldn't work. College football is the only sport where you could take a college team, immediately put them in the professional league. And for not, I'm not saying from like a talent standpoint on the team, obviously a lot like the, I mean, It'd be it'd be crazy to think that they would be able to win games in the NFL. I mean, they would like on a consistent basis. But from a standpoint of like the area and the stadium and the coaching staff being able to do their job in the NFL and being able to handle it, like they have a seventy thousand person stadium, they have the ability to house people and figure out the parking. So, like from an infrastructure standpoint they could do it now could you say the same thing about you know uh what, what would you say is like one of the bigger hockey programs in the country like michigan's like north michigan, dakota minnesota north dakota minnesota you know, st cloud state like those Saint teams state. like they could not that they do not a not, number one they don't have a stadium that's big enough for the nhl number two they probably since they don't have the stadium big enough they probably couldn't handle Michigan could probably handle because they have the big house. They, you know, they expect it, but I don't know how close their um, hockey arena is to the football stadium. So like say it's out in fucking Timbuktu or something. 
you know, they might not have the parking area over there. I mean, Notre Dame has its parking issues already for the, you know, where they are. So even, you know, like I just, college football is insane in the sense that you could literally take the team, put NFL players on it instead of the college players and it would work. I, I mean, there, there are NFL teams that I b- firmly believe that powerhouse programs like Alabama, 2019 LSU, um, Georgia from this year, maybe with the defense. I don't uh, know if their quarterback is good enough. Stetson Bennett is a fucking loser. He's a, he's a loser. You see him on Good Morning America? What a piece of shit. <laughs> what a piece funny. of shit. Dude, dude what, what a loser. I mean, I don't understand how you don't sober up for that. It's given off. um, Who was the quarterback from draft day that nobody wanted to draft? Oh, um, was his name Sonny? No, Sonny was the GM. Bo Bo Callahan. Given off Bo Callahan vibes, big time. No one, no one came to his birthday party, and that was (laughs) that was the stupidest plot for a movie. It was like that was. That movie was about Johnny Manziel, I'm convinced. They literally were, it was the Browns, and it was like, here's this douchebag quarterback that we don't want to draft. Right, but it's still it's <laughs> still different, though, because they were supposed to pick, like, fourth, and then they traded up, and then they end up not taking the guy That's that everyone not thinks they do, and it causes chaos, and they, not I mean, it worked movie. out, but it never would have worked. Like, uh, the first time, the first time good. I watched it, it was good, but the more you watch first it, time, the less good it gets. You, you mean you watched it more than once? I think I was, I mean, when did it come out? 2014, 2013? 2014. Yeah, I was 13 years old. Yeah, so it was a good movie the first time I watched it. I've watched it like two or three times. No, I watched it the first time. I was like, never again. It's a horrible movie. It doesn't make any sense. It's not realistic. I And I love Kevin Coster. Huge Yellowstone guy. Huge Yellowstone guy. I, I haven't watched Yellowstone yet. I really need you to You would love that. it. You of all people would love it. And I don't know why, but <laughs> it's so good. I watched <laughs> I watched this, the last two seasons. Weird way to watch a show. <laughs> I, I watched enough. season three and four and didn't watch season one and two, but I love it. It's great. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that Bill's fans are real. I don't, I have never met one before. I don't think they exist. They all of a sudden this team has come out of the woodwork and they're like good. And they're like, Oh, toughest place to play best fans. Where, where have they been? Nowhere. They don't exist. They're they're actors. The Buffalo Bills are paying these C minus actors who are trying to get a shot in Hollywood to come to their games and jump through tables and cheer for Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis. That being said, everybody knows how much I hate the Buffalo Bills, and everybody knows how much I love Josh Allen. That being said, they got fucked. They got royally fucked. And there's just no way around it. And this is, this is the main topic of the episode. Main topic of the episode. I wanted to get Robbie on because I know he has thoughts about it. Because everybody has thoughts about this. Because it, it exploded after this game. And I found it interesting that it was this game that it's taken so long for us to really have this conversation. But it's happened. I made a TikTok, made my acting debut on TikTok. And I didn't really make an opinionated thing about it. I just said the referees decided that game should the NFL change their overtime rules question to you. Okay. So I personally would probably enjoy watching an overtime in which the first team 
to score a touchdown doesn't necessarily win the game. I think it'd be really fun and really entertaining to watch an overtime go for a little bit longer. That being said, I do not think that the Bills got screwed out of this game. You had 13 seconds on the clock. All you had to do was not give up 40 yards. And what did you do? You gave up 40 yards. I don't give a flying fuck that the game essentially came down to a coin toss or that people think it came down to a coin toss. Because not only did you only have 13 seconds and you gave up your 50 yards, you could have stopped them in overtime. Okay? I get that it's a huge advantage for the offense to get it. But at the end of the day, all you have to do is make one defensive stop and you win the game. That's it. That's all you have to do. So don't come complaining to me because your defense is ass and clutch. No, 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 no. First of all, the 13 seconds is irrelevant because the Chiefs had all three timeouts. They just happened to have all three timeouts. They They stopped the clock whenever they want. They had all three. Nope, they had two. Okay, two was enough for them to get 40 yards. They That was plenty of time for them to go down the field. They could have scored a fucking touchdown on that drive if they wanted to. I don't subscribe to the whole, your defense should have gotten a stop and your defense was with the 13 seconds left and your defense should have gotten a stop in overtime because the Chiefs defense was just as bad that whole fourth quarter. If that fourth quarter proved anything to us, it was that the defenses were not playing well and that it was an offensive showdown. So, yes, I do think the Bills' fate was decided by a coin toss because you can't deny, after watching that fourth quarter, that if the Bills had won the coin toss, that they were going to go down and score a touchdown on that Chiefs defense because they were blowing up that Chiefs defense the whole fourth quarter. So there was like 30 combined points in the last 90 seconds of the game between both teams. Like four touchdowns scored and a field goal in like the last minute of the game. Gabriel Davis, who's a wide receiver three at best, goes off for like 200 yards and four touchdowns. And like two of those touchdowns were over 25 yards in the fourth quarter, a couple on third and fourth downs. So I don't subscribe to the theory that had the Bills gotten the toss, that they wouldn't have won the game. Oh, I'm not saying if they had gotten... I, I'm but not I, I don't think we can Bills... sit here and say, oh, your defense should have gotten you a stop. But it's like, well, let's play devil's advocate. Do you think the Chiefs defense would have gotten a stop? Probably not. So, yeah. Right, but what I'm, what I'm saying is say it... 13 seconds, the game shouldn't have gone to overtime, whatever. They had two timeouts. All they needed was a field goal. You left in too much time. Sure. Whatever. No, but no. I, I don't, don't think, think that 13 seconds is too much time. I'm saying, I'm saying it's insane that they had 13 seconds. You couldn't get one stop on one play. Because think about it. Think but about the Chiefs it. With probably wouldn't have either. With with two timeouts, right? All, and it doesn't matter that the Chiefs might not have either. The Bills didn't. But it does because that's the argument is that is that the coin toss decided the game. But here's the other thing, and here's the other reason why I think that it's really just an invalid argument. And while, yes, um, they, they should change the OT rules because I think there are ways to make it more fun that the Bills in no way, like we should not be sitting here saying that the Chiefs didn't deserve to win that game, all right? Their no, offense played. Both teams deserve to win. Which, yeah, which is a fair statement. But I mean, I think the Chiefs are going to win that game more times than not. I think that's a pretty fair assessment to have. Um, but look back in the past, right? The Chiefs have gotten screwed by this before too. They got screwed by it when they played um, New England in the AFC championship game when they scored 
24 points in the fourth quarter by themselves. 24 points in the fourth quarter to come back and tie up. Well, they got a lead and then the Patriots tied up the game and the Patriots end up winning on the first drive of overtime, right? Immediately after that game, or not immediately, but in the offseason following that game, the Kansas City Chiefs proposed a rule that would change. I don't know what the specifics of the rule are. All I know is that it would make it so that the first team to score a touchdown does not necessarily win the game. It would make it so that both teams would have the ability to get the ball in overtime, right? You know who voted against it? The Buffalo Bills. So I don't want to hear any fucking complaining from that sorry franchise because if but you guys cared are. enough about it, then you would have voted for it back three years no, ago. You thing, can't complain Bills, about it okay. coming back to bite you now. No, so I don't think that we should be complaining about the like that specific Bills loss. We can't sit here and say, like, oh, you know, the Bills should be pissed about this. I think as an NFL fan, this game sparked a conversation that's long overdue. That is, should we change the NFL overtime rules? And had the rules been changed prior, the outcome of this game and many others would have been different. But like Josh I, but, Allen but took the thing, high road. I, he was like, no, it's the rule. Like, we can't complain about it. Like, we should have played right, better. Which is props to Josh Allen. Fan, because at the I end of the day, there's no, guarantee, there's no guarantee that they would have won the game anyway. Even if both teams get the, the um, ball in overtime, there's no guarantee they end up winning that game. The Chiefs could end up with a two-point conversion at some point, and then they fail a two-point conversion, and that's, that's the game. Sure, like, but I think that it is probably the only sport where you can look at the overtime and say, it's one team gets a significant advantage over the other based off a of coin toss. Yeah, I think that that's a fair statement. Like, I'm not sitting here saying that the overtime rules are perfect. I'm just saying that if you're a Bills fan, you can't stand there and say, man, I feel cheated. If you're a Bills player, you can't say, man, I feel cheated or screwed sure, by that's this rule. Fine. That's fair. And, th and they aren't. Let me, let me ask you this. In the NHL, what do they do in overtime in the regular season? It's three on three and then, and then for five minutes and then a shootout. Yeah. Which is gimmicky. What do they do in the playoffs? Constant overtime. Right. In the MLB, what do they do in extra innings? They put a runner on second base. In the playoffs. Well, they're getting rid of no that run. now. That's no longer a rule. Right. But this year, they did a gimmicky overtime where they had a runner on second base, but not in the playoffs. They got rid of it because they knew that the playoffs, the stakes were too high to do some gimmicky bullshit like that. If you yeah. want to do this overtime in the regular season where it's like, all right, coin toss, you want to make the games shorter because longevity is big in the NFL. You don't want to have these crazy college overtimes where it goes back and forth, back and forth. Sure, I'm fine with that in the regular season because like a Lions and Steelers game this year probably doesn't matter who ends up winning that game at the end of the day if they go to overtime. Chargers and whoever the Chargers took to overtime earlier this year, doesn't matter. Vikings, was it? I forget. Um, doesn't matter. Chiefs, Bills in the game of the century where both defenses were getting lit up that I don't think is the time to I put disagree a with the statement overtime. game of the century. I think we're over. Oh, I think that was, a, that was a great game, game in that sense. I think it, it was, was an unbelievable game. Of my lifetime. <laughs> unbelievable game. Unequivocally a top 10 game in our lifetime. Absolutely no debate about that. But best. Can you name better games me, off the top of your head? I can name about five, probably at least. And that's just I think given like, the stakes and okay. given the fashion that it happened. Oh, you want me. stakes? All right. How about how about Colts Saints Super Bowl? Sean Payton going for the onside kick coming out of halftime. That game, 
better than this game. The New England Patriots against the Baltimore Ravens, down 14, not once, but twice, come back and win the game. That game better in the playoffs, right? The New England Patriots down by what, 10? In the Super Bowl against the Seattle Seahawks with one of the best defenses to ever step foot on a football field, a better game. The New England Patriots down 25 with three minutes left in the third quarter of the Super Bowl. Forget some divisional round game. Come back and win it in overtime. Those are okay. Those games. Those are better. better moments that I think happened within games, but. I don't look at Super Bowl 51 and say it was the best game ever because it was a shitty game. Like I'm not saying that they're the best game ever. I think I'm this they're better game, than this one. Given the say, the stakes and given the circumstances and how everything unfolded, especially in that fourth quarter, I was one of the more entertaining football games I'd ever seen in my life. And I, I wanted to end. statement. I just, I just don't think it's probably number one. I, I I could make a solid case for it being number one. I mean, yeah, all the games that you listed were really good games, and they would make my list, too. I think with the exception of Super Bowl 51, because it wasn't like a great game. It was just cool for us. But oh, also, I forgot, helmet catch game, an unbelievable game. You yeah. cannot tell me that, that could, game was that, not unbelievable that, um, start to finish. That commercial with Peyton and Eli is funny. When he goes, I want to hit him on the numbers, I laugh every time. It's fucking <laughs> yeah, it's, hilarious. So the, <laughs> the funny thing about that is when you watch the play, if you hit him on the numbers, it's getting intercepted. <laughs> Well, it should have gotten intercepted. He hit him in the fucking I mean, head. <laughs> well, it shouldn't have gotten intercepted. It should have been incomplete because he had his arm in there. What's his face? Um, Rodney Harrison Rodney has Harrison. his arm in there, like on the football. It's unbelievable that Tyree had the strength and keep David his, Tyree you know, is one of those like, names crazy that like, like he's forever. only known for that. He didn't do shit. Yeah, and will forever like be like you know when you hear a name and your and you, your heart kind of like sinks a little bit. Yes, and you're like, oh shit. That's a name that you could say to any Boston sports fan, and they're like, fuck. <laughs> like, There's only one other time in my life that I felt the same exact way, and that was when Tyler Lockett had the circus catch. Or not Tyler Lockett. Was it Tyler Lockett? curse. Thank you, curse. Yeah, but then we, we remediated. For the Seahawks. Right. Yeah. Obviously, they won <laughs> we the got game, rid of that. right? Because they, <laughs> but, but never, but think it's the same situation. You're winning the game late, and all of a sudden, this crazy circus catch, and you're about to lose right. the game now. Yeah. Like, that's, I just that's the only other time I've ever felt that exact way. Listen, I'll say this. I think that after this season, you're going to see the rule change. Oh, I agree. And I think I it should agree. just be just for playoffs. Just for playoffs. I like that, I too. And, and I think that we should, you know, so uh, ESPN NFL had a post that was um, Bill Barnwell came up with a bunch of alternatives for NFL OT. So the first one, there's four of these. So I think it'd be interesting to kind of go through one by one and talk about them. Sure. Um, the first one is deciding the first possession of OT before the end of regulation. So basically, the um, coin toss pregame, whoever wins that, would then get the first possession of overtime, or the home team automatically gets the first possession of overtime. So it kind of brings in a home field advantage to the game that you don't really see anywhere other than baseball in terms of like actually winning the game. Right. Um, so I 
think that one would be interesting is, you know, just, I think the idea is that it adjusts in-game strategy. So teams are more willing to like, you know, maybe go for two late. Like say, say they decide that the home team always starts with the ball in OT, right? So the away team's going to be more likely to try and go for two more times. They're going to take more risks because they don't want the game to go to overtime because they know that in the playoffs, um, teams are 10 and one under the current uh, OT rules, right? So they're like, all right, well, we're not going to take any risks. We're going to, you know, look, we don't want to tie this game up. We're going to go for it. I, you know, I guess it'd be better, but like, I don't think it's that much better because you still run into the same issue where it's like, what are the bills going to do at the end of that game? Right. Like it does, like, I guess you could have gone for two, but like, you don't want to risk it. It's like, I guess it does change it in the sense of like, you know, the bills go for two, all of a sudden they get it. And then the chiefs need a touchdown, which, you know, maybe they don't get from the 30 yard line. Right. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. So like, and that's, you know, in this specific game that we're talking about, yeah, that might've changed things a little bit. Cause you know, maybe the bills go for two instead. And, you know, if they get it, they win. And if they don't, they lose. Um, so that'd be interesting. Um, next one play out with the full 15 minutes. This is my personal favorite on the list. I think it goes to exactly what you said before where the, like with the NHL, where they just play it continuously over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be more entertaining just simply because and like it would also work because you wouldn't have these crazy games that would go to like 19 overtimes. Um, but it still allows for continuous, like say teams just kept on matching each other for 15 minutes, then they get more time to keep going. But say one team just goes up and gets a, you know, buzzer beater winner, then that's it, right? Like you can get, you have some sort of a concrete end and it guarantees that both teams get the ball, which I, you know, I, right. I really kind of like that idea. Yeah, I, I do. And then I can see the argument for like, it could go on because once you get into overtime, especially in the playoffs, you kind of have that mentality of like, all right, if you're not first possession, you just have to match whatever the other team does. So right. I could see the uh, the team that doesn't score first just matching so they're like you know let's say there's a minute left and the team's down by three they're like all right well we're just gonna kick the field goal and live to fight another day and then we go around in a circle again but like i think that's still better than what we have now i think anything's right. better than what we have now as long as as long as both teams are touching the ball in overtime then i don't care it, like personally i think you should just do how the college does i think they do it really well where they kind of cut the field in half and each team gets a possession and then they just snake it back and forth. So, you know, this team's going to go and then this team's going to go and then that team is going to go again and then team A is going to go and then team A is going to go and then team B. And then if you keep matching, it gets harder and harder. It's like, all right, now you got to convert a two-point conversion. Now you got to go right. from this yard line. Now, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, and if there's a defensive turnover, that would end the game essentially. So you don't have to play right. a full 15. So if each team gets one possession, one scores, and they stop them on defense or the pick, like it's over. So right. I would personally um, vouch for college overtime rules because I just think that it's more viable option and it's fair and it, it's kind of foolproof. It's not going to go on forever. And if it does, at least it's exciting. It's not like long possession, long possession. It's like, right. all right, you got to go from right. 25 and in. But See, my, my my one thing is that as much as I personally would actually enjoy watching that, I don't 
foresee the NFL being like, you know what, let's do something that college does. You know, it just right. doesn't seem like in the MO of NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, so third to last one, this one to me is the like, so I would, I would say that the pregame coin toss is in determining it is probably fourth in effectiveness um, and fourth in like rationality. Um, yeah, I don't this like one that. I would say is third. Um, so it's played at eight points. So the, if the team on the first drive converts a two point conversion, then they win the game. But if they don't, then the next team gets the chance to get the ball. And so they keep on going until someone has scored eight points. But if you ask me, that just causes the same problem because now it's all right, let's score a touchdown first. And then as long as we don't give up a two point conversion, we just have to get a field goal. And so it's still an advantage to getting the ball first where it would cause the other team to not, you know, like it, it doesn't, to me, that doesn't that's solve it. Dumb. So that's that, I, yeah, that, I don't like play to eight points. That's dumb because it yeah. you could end up six six and then and then you're just whoever the next team just get into field goal range. Right. And if exactly. you're gonna go that route, then just do the college thing where it's like if you score, you have to go for two, but then the other team gets in possession instead of like first right. to eight. Just be like two, no, no extra points, just two point conversions. I mean, the graphic claims that it would reduce the opening possession of the game winning it by 50 percent but i mean i just i i like you said i think it just causes the same problem now this the last one which is my second favorite idea but is the idea that i'm most intrigued about because i think from a strategic standpoint it would be the most interesting so they call it the spot in shoes one team gets to choose the yard line from which overtime will begin and the other team gets to decide whether it will start the overtime on offense or start it on defense. And so basically it's a, it's a game of cat and mouse. So it's, you know, do you want to say, look, we'll start from the 10 yard line and we'll fucking go down there and we'll score on you. Or do you want to say, you know, we'll say like the 50 yard line and you know, or the four, cause like you have to play that game of like, I don't want to go far enough away that I screw myself out of scoring, but I don't want to be so close that the other teams like, yeah, we'll do that. And we'll, and then give up the score. So like, I think strategically it's the, it's a very interesting idea, but I just, I think that it's still the, um, what's it called the uh, continuous overtime. Still the best idea. Yeah. It seems too gimmicky to me for, playoffs like choose spot and choose i don't i don't know why i can see that working in the regular season and it's like a fun yeah. little gamesmanship kind of like coaching tactic but for the playoffs i think you got to just take after these other leagues funny enough to say because the nfl is like by far the most dominant sports league but you know the nhl is simple five on five overtime until someone scores the nba is simple we're going to play an, an overtime period and then whoever's winning at the end is winning MLB, we're going to do, you know, top of the inning, bottom of the inning. And after the bottom of the inning, whoever's up is, is going to win, right? Like, right. There, is, there is no, in the MLB, like, all right, uh, top of the 10th, if the, if the offense scores, it's over. So, sorry, should have played better defense. It's like, the issue with that, for me, saying you should play better defense is, well, the difference between offense and defense is that one team literally has the ball. So the game is in their hands. So like in this Chiefs and Bills game, sure, the Bills had the ability to stop the Chiefs and not let them go down and score a touchdown. But you can only control so much 
on one defensive drive in overtime where you aren't touching the ball, especially when you're playing against one of the best quarterbacks in the league and one of the best offenses in a team that's been to four straight AFC championships and been to the last two Super Bowls and won one of the two, right? You're not playing against some bummy team where it's like pretty easy to to pick up on their their offensive formations and strategy and what they're going to do with all the options that they have. I mean, they have a fucking receiver named Byron Pringle. Like, for fuck's sake, this team is so good. Um, so you can't fully predict or defend what they're going to do, especially when the ball's in their hands, you know? And I just think that you can't argue with the fact, like I see a lot of people saying like, no, you shouldn't change the rule like ever. Like this is fair, like play better defense. Well, you can't argue with the fact and the numbers show it too. That post said that teams that get the overtime coin toss win 90.9% of the time or something like that. Yeah. It's 10 out of 11, which is 90.9. You can't argue that the team that wins the coin toss has an exponentially higher chance to then go and win the game than the team that's playing defense. That's just a fact. So, should we decide games like this in the regular season? Sure. But I don't think anyone can sit here and say that the Buffalo Bills definitely would have lost if they got a possession in overtime too. It just no one can say that. We just don't know. And for the right. stakes to be so high, I think that there should be a more efficient overtime system in place. And I think you're going to see that implemented after this year. There's no doubt in my mind that you're going to see that implemented because, oh my God, people are erupting after that game. Um, but yeah, enough on that. Let's talk about the other game. That was a, like Bills and Chiefs put it in the history books as a great game, phenomenal. But we've got other football games to talk about. Bengals Titans. Seth, I said this a couple weeks ago. I said that the Bengals remind me of the 2019 Titans, the team that knocked off the Patriots and knocked off the Ravens and went to the AFC Championship against the Chiefs. I said I don't know why, but this Bengals team. Reminds me a lot of that Tennessee Titans team from a few years ago. And what do you know? They're in the AFC Championship. They just knocked off the Raiders, and they knocked off the number one seed Titans. So, who knows? Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, look, they're good. They're a solid team. They're finding ways to win games. Now, do I think that, you know, winning against the Titans makes them, you know, dangerous against the Chiefs. Not particularly. Um, I don't think the Titans look great in that game. I think Derrick Henry, it was clear that he was not his old self in that game. Um, and, you know, is that necessarily his fault? No, but he's also been out for, what, two, three months now? Like, I don't think anybody could expect him to come back and just run for 250 yards. Uh, which is kind of what he was doing in the 2019 playoff run, right? He was absolutely demolishing everybody. Um, so I think that played a huge part in it. I think it basically just showed that the Titans are, you know, I don't want to call them one dimensional because obviously they did enough to win games without Derrick Henry to get themselves a number one seed. But if Derrick Henry's, you know, there and doesn't produce they rely too heavy on him they become one-dimensional and they cannot win a game with him if he doesn't perform well because they rely on him too much um and so i think that that was kind of what we saw now do i think it's 
possible that the Bengals roll into Kansas City and win that game? Absolutely. I mean, Joe Burrow has proved me wrong at every single turn this season. He's been outstanding. Jamar Chase has been unreal. Um, they're back to the preseason when Jamar Chase was like, yeah, it's harder to catch the NFL ball. I don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden just goes off and has one of the greatest rookie seasons ever. Like that's just one of the great bamboozles of all time. It was so funny. Like people kept on making fun of sports outlets for saying that. And it wasn't the sports outlets that were saying it. He literally, it was a direct quote from him saying, yeah, I am struggling to catch the NFL ball. And then people just completely forgot. They were like, remember when everyone was saying that he had catching problems? No, it was his own fucking self that said it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, they, they, they've gotten it done. They've gotten it done so far. And there's you know no reason for them to not get it done in the AFC championship game, other than the fact that they're running into a team that's been to two straight Super Bowls and now four straight AFC championship games. They're running into the guy that's probably the best quarterback in the NFL. I think he is. I mean, I think watching him, you know, the throws that he, to me, the throws that Mahomes was making against the Bills were leagues ahead of the throws that Allen was making. Like Allen was making some great throws, but a lot of the throws that he was making were throws that I was standing there saying like, yeah, if you take any MLB player, he can probably make that throw. Just because Allen's whole gig, other than the fact that he can run through people, is that he can change his arm angle, which I'm like, yeah, every baseball player can fucking do that. So you take like, but Mahomes for me is like, he's doing it on the run. He's doing it like running backwards. He's doing it rolling out, um, which way is harder to roll out, running out left. Um, you know, he's diving, making throws. Like to me, Mahomes is more impressive from a throwing standpoint, but I just don't like you're running into a guy who has a ring. He's coming off of the Super Bowl in which they got shredded. They, they are motivated to get back. They have pretty much all of their pieces that they need defensively. They're a little bit hurt. I just, I don't know how far this Bengals team is going to be able to go past, you know, this week. Yeah. I think they've made it about as far as they can make it. Um, they're good, and everything you said is true, but they were lucky to win that game after giving up nine sacks. Lucky. That's actually facts. I forgot about that part. That's crazy. Imagine they having are, nine sacks and losing. They were fortunate enough to run into a team that was just as lackluster as they were because that was not a good football game, not by any means. Tight, very poorly managed by the Titans. They could have easily won that game. And they didn't. Um, going into that game, I right away said, hammer the under for Derrick Henry's rushing yards. There's so much hype around him as a player, and he is the best running back in the league. But the man was running with a metal plate in his foot. You think he can run for 86-plus yeah. yards with a metal plate in his foot? Absolutely not. And you saw it. He was getting stuffed all day. And then they finally turned to his backup, his stunt double, who looks just like him, Deontay Foreman, <laughs> and he starts running rampant. Deontay Foreman was finding the holes. Go, he had a run for like 40-plus yards, and then they go back to Derrick Henry the next fucking snap. Like, what are you doing? Like, at, at that point, I'm starting to question Vrabel. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's clear that Henry's getting stuffed. He's not at 100% health. He's got this metal plate in his foot, which obviously can't feel good. Doesn't sound all that good. And then you got Deontay Foreman. No. Who's been with the offense for the last seven, eight weeks? Who's been playing really well and been finding the end zone? He's just busted open the Bengals' defense for a run of forty plus yards, and you're not giving him the ball. You're pulling him off the field. 
I mean, it was, it was, you can't deny the fact that the Titans offense was just better when Foreman was on the field. So I definitely questioned the coaching from Vrabel at that point. Um, I questioned Ryan Tannehill as a quarterback. I said at the beginning of the year after they lost to the Cardinals, I said, it seems like the Titans just can't win big games. And what did they do? They proved me 100% right again. The first big game that they have this season, they're the number one seed. They get a bye out of the wild card. And they face the fucking Bengals in the divisional round. And they can't even win the game. Like, at a certain point, this team is just overrated as fuck. I mean, did anyone legitimately think that they were the team to beat? No, everybody knew that Kansas City was the team to beat. And look who's in the AFC Championship, not the Titans. So, yeah, this is... The Bengals were lucky to win that game. The Titans were just so lackluster that the Bengals were able to sneak away with a victory. That being said, you you play the way you played against the Titans is in that way against the Chiefs, you're going to get your shit kicked in. You can't give up nine sacks and expect to win a football game. Not against Patrick Mahomes. Not against the Kansas City Chiefs. And I hate to say it because I hate the Chiefs. And I hate Mahomes. And I hate his wife or his fiance or whoever the fuck she is to him. And I hate his brother. I hate them. I think it's his wife now. Good for her. I, was, I You see the jacket that his brother was wearing? I don't think it was at no. this week's game. It was at a different game. It literally says Mahomes, but it was M-A-H-O-M-E-S. Or a, no, O-M-S. That's how you spell it. <laughs> no, it's not. M-A-H-O-M-E-S. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's... No, it was, it was... I don't think it had the E. It said Mahomes. Oh, Mahomes. I was going to say, I was like, you just spelt it. <laughs> right and also, back. I'm pretty sure there's two M's. Is there not two M's? No. When has there ever been two oh. M's? What do you mean? There's two M's in the name, but not I back I thought to there that. was two M's. But no, it, it didn't Mahomes. have the E on the end. Also, she is his fiance. What's his brother's I, name? Jackson. Can we talk about Jack- them for a second? They piss me off more than anybody else in the sports world. Jacket. Dude, she needs to. Yeah, it literally, it, it literally says, and I don't know if it's like Ben or something, but it literally says M A H O M S. Loser. Can't even spell his own last name. Um, they need to be stopped, those two. The, the, the brother and, and the fiance. They need to be stopped. They have way too much confidence in, yeah. for doing nothing just because you're related to one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. Did you see the video of her pouring champagne all over everybody? I did not see that. Okay, so everyone's all up in arms about this video, and I I am one of those people. When the Chiefs won the game, they're in like a suite, right? Right. She popped a bottle of champagne and started spraying the Chiefs fans below her. And everyone's giving her shit like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, you're just getting people wet. Like, like for no fucking reason. Especially you're fucking freezing out. That's dangerous. Yeah. And the Chiefs fans are defending her, saying, like, oh, no. They, like, they loved it. It was celebratory. Go back and watch the video. All of a sudden, it's like these people look up, like, what, what the fuck is hitting me? They're, like, pissed off. She starts, and you can see that she notices it, too. She pops the bottle and starts spraying all the Chiefs fans from above. So there's just champagne falling on the Chiefs fans, all the peasants in the lower bowl. And, and they look up, they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she realizes that they're like not happy about it. And she tries to like play it off and like kind of backs away from the window a little bit. And it's like, okay, so first of all, no one would enjoy that. In freezing weather, getting champagne poured on you from some loser in a suite. 
That sucks. And secondly, also, like <laughs> everybody it's, it's who said, game. right, it's like not like we won the Super Bowl. And everyone who said that, like, oh, that's awesome that you know they poured it on her. First of all, let's go back to when Tom Brady was on the Patriots. Let's say I'm at a Patriots playoff game and Giselle sprayed me with champagne. I wouldn't be happy about it. I don't give a fuck if it's Giselle. I don't give a fuck if the Patriots just won. I'd be like, it's 10 degrees outside. Why are you spraying me with champagne? Now I'm wet and cold. Like, I wouldn't be happy about it. And third, Farul and I were at the Bruins game a couple weeks ago, and we got beer thrown at us. Not a fun experience. We were wet. We were sticky. It was horrible. So I really doubt that these fans enjoyed being showered in champagne by this annoying side piece to the Chiefs franchise. And the brother, don't even get me started on the brother. Why was beer thrown at you? Oh, it wasn't thrown at, like targeted at us. We got hit with it. Someone Uh. from the balcony threw a beer when Pasta had his hat trick. And just didn't make it all the way down to the glass and just splashed all over for all and I. Just all over us. <laughs> the guy got kicked out of the game, though. He start, he he like we looked up and they started fighting with another fan up in the balcony. Um, and the like security like tossed him. But I was soaked. It was drenched. It sucked. It was not fun at all. Sticky, smelt like shit. Uh, it was like, when did he do it? In the second period, too, right? He got the hat trick. Uh, it was early whenever he got it. Yeah, it was early. Um, so I had to sit there like drenched. I went to the bathroom and tried like, you know, cleaning myself off and it didn't work. Yeah. So it's not no, fun. I mean, it's it, not enjoyable. When we had our tickets up in the balcony, we, every once in a while you'd get one spilled on you. Um, yeah. I mean, that's just nosebleed things at the TV garden. Yeah. But I just, I don't understand the logic behind thinking that you're going to make a beer throw. All the way up. <laughs> so far. Like, I guess it doesn't really seem far. that far when you're when you're in the moment, but it's far, man. <laughs> so yeah, I, I can speak from experience when I say alcoholic beverages getting sprayed on you or dumped on you at a sporting event, not enjoyable. So everyone who's defending her and saying that they yeah. enjoyed it, no. Especially what was it? They said it felt like four degrees there at one point. It was freezing at that game. Um they didn't enjoy it. I so, can tell you that now. And I'm not them, but I can just tell you that they, they didn't enjoy that one bit. So, yeah. All right. Moving on to the championship games now. Because those were the most important divisional games. Tom Brady lost. Yeah, whatever. Um, and the, uh, the whatever people did their thing. The Rams. Packers lost. I mean, the Packers. Which means, the Packers honestly, the more embarrassing than the Titans. Can't say I didn't see it coming, though. I don't know why. Um, I think it's just because Aaron Rodgers. I'm I'm big on because they choke all the time, you know. Like yeah, we knew they they weren't getting past the NFC Championship. Like that was a given. But you know, Carp says he's not a big believer in the whole like, you know, historical trends. I am. I feel like those come to fruition more often than not. Like Aaron Rodgers Mm -hmm. zero three against the Forty Niners in the playoffs. Fucking hammer the Forty Niners. He's not beating them. You know, oh, the yeah. last five times these teams have met, this has happened, or this team, this, they cover this spread, the over hits. I'm a huge believer in that because I think it ends up playing out. Like, there's a reason why that stat exists. It's not just a bullshit stat that you throw around. I mean, it, it shows historical trends between these two franchises. So 
when I saw that, I was like, oh, maybe the 49ers do have a chance. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we need to talk too much about those games. They were what they were. Um, we knew the Buccaneers weren't going to go back to back. We knew that the Packers weren't going to make it past this weekend anyway. So, I mean, not, I guess you could say it's a surprise, but it's not really a huge surprise in my opinion. So, moving forward, we have two games this coming weekend. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win or who do you want to win? Because those are two very different answers. So who do I think is going to win? Definitely the Chiefs. And I would say I would say the Rams, to be honest. I feel like they just they're more complete of a team than the 49ers are. Um 49ers seem to have some injury issues that are getting solved, but I just I don't think it's enough. Um, who do I want to win? Um, I don't think my answer changes. Um, really? Well, so here's the thing. It kills me to root for Patrick Mahomes. What? Like, right. I would much rather see Cincinnati win that game. However, I have money on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl, and so I need them to win the game, and so I sure, want sure, them to sure. win that game. I've been cold recently betting, which sucks. Um, because I was well, I do. I literally I went through card. it and I placed I placed bets so that I so I placed I, I took the three teams that I was like, you know what, these are the teams that are most likely to win the Super Bowl or at least make it, right? I took the Packers, the Buccaneers, and the Chiefs all to win the Super Bowl. The Packers were like plus three thirty, the Chiefs were plus three eighty, and then the Buccaneers were plus five fifty, right? And then I took the situations in which each one of those I would expect to win. So I took the Chiefs to beat the Buccaneers. I took the Chiefs to beat the Packers. Then I took the Buccaneers to beat the Chiefs. And I took the Packers to beat the Chiefs, right? Because all of those are like plus 1,100 and even longer than that, right? So assuming that it was a Buccaneers-Chiefs Super Bowl after the Packers had already lost their game, you know, I end up coming out of that with like 30 bucks or something on very small um, bets placed, right? And then all of a sudden, you know, all of these teams lose. So, like, I just completely messed up all of my futures in that sense. Um, but I make back 95% of the money assuming that the Chiefs win the Super Bowl. If they were plus 400, I would have made it all back, but they're plus 380. So it's, it's you know, it's barely anything that I'm going to be down, but not a huge futures guy. I like, I'd like to be, and I root for them, but I feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel like I don't have the balls to do it. I mean, my thing with it is, is like, it's no different to me. My logic was if I was betting on each of these games individually, would I be betting on the Packers to win? you know, their divisional round. Yeah, you're goddamn right I would be. Would I be betting on the Buccaneers to win their divisional round game? Yeah, absolutely. Would I be betting the Chiefs? Absolutely. And then I looked at it and I was like, would I bet the Titans to win that game? No. Would I bet the Bengals? No. And then after that, you're done with, you're stuck with three teams where it's like, um, you know, it, you think those are the teams that are the best, right? Which are, they clearly were theoretically, um, you know, like on paper, they were definitely the best. Um, and then they get, you know, it's any given Sunday, right? So they end yeah. up losing their games and, you know, you're going to end up down a little bit, but like, to me, I don't look at futures and say like, especially I don't like beginning of the season futures. Like I, I am right. not a huge fan of like sitting there at the beginning of the season being like, yeah, 
Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl or yeah, Packers are going to win the Super Bowl. But come playoff time, especially after a round, yeah, I'll take that, especially when they're all, you know, when the odds are at a point where it's I could bet all three of them and still make money. No, yeah, and I think it's a smart bet for you. I, I mean, I'm just saying that it's kind of my same – for me, it's my same philosophy with, like, first touchdown scorers. Like, I know what I want, and some of the times I'm right, too. Like, I've texted you, like, the OBJ thing in the wild card. I texted Seth before the Rams played the Cardinals. I go, I don't know why, but I have a feeling that Odell's going to score today. And it's plus money for him to score anytime. And obviously, it's plus money for him to score first touchdowns. Everybody's plus money in first touchdown. So I put money on him anytime. But I said to Seth, I was like, hey, I'd sprinkle first touchdown if I had the guts, but I don't. And then he scores the first touchdown of the game. So it's like, you know, if I had the kind of courage to do so, I would, but I just never do. Because this is going to sound stupid. <laughs> I don't like losing money <laughs> and I don't think anyone <laughs> enjoys it, but I, I bet to like you, I ensure that I don't lose money. So like, if I'm taking a risk here, like, all right, we're going to have a safe play over here to make sure that like, I'm not going to just like be down on the day. And granted my PNL on the year is down right now, but fucking college basketball. Like I, I'm so sick of it. But that being said, I don't like losing money. So I don't, I don't like just throwing away money. If I'm going to lose, make it a bad beat. Make it Martian anytime score getting tripped in front of the empty net against the Flyers. Make it that kind of beat. I'd rather be have so much skin in the game than just tossing it like, oh, the preseason. Like you see these stupid parlays that people put together, like this team to win the Stanley Cup, this team to win the World Series, this team to win the Super Bowl, this team to win the NBA, like this team to win the high or this player to win the Heisman, you know? And they're hitting. But yeah. it's like I could never see myself doing that. Because I feel like it's just flushing money down the toilet, which it's not, but it kind of is if it doesn't work out. Because you're because if it doesn't work out, then you're like, fuck. I it's also just put so hard to predict. Else. Like you know, they're sitting there saying that Georgia's going to win preseason when Alabama seems like they're the best team in the nation, right? Like you know, they're sitting there saying that the fucking Braves are going to win when at the start of the MLB season, the Braves didn't even look like the third best team in their division, let alone a team that could win a suit or a world series. Right. Like, right. I just, I feel like those people's units aren't, aren't up. I feel like their PNLs down. If you have the ability, like you may have money, but you're betting money. You're probably not winning money. If, if you're like the parlay guy, or if you're the futures guy, you're probably you you're you probably don't have much of a return. Like I'm, if my PNL is down right now, your PNL can't be down. It just can't, not you, the parlay person, or the Johnny futures or Johnny. I'm gonna bet on the winner of the 2027 Masters. Like, who the fuck knows? People are already betting on Charlie Woods to win a major. The kid's 12, so he's not even eligible to, to compete for a major for like another six years. Who's to say he'll ever win one or who's to say he's going to become a pro golfer? Probably is. But like, that's just, I feel like people are such degenerates. Yeah. It's, I mean, who am it's I to insane. talk? So, so you think like if, if this were a pick em, Chiefs and Rams? Chiefs and Rams. I'm going to say Chiefs and Rams too, because as much as I want to root for the 49ers, I know the Bengals are going to get rolled. I would take the Chiefs to cover. I, I just know that that's going to happen. And it pains me to say, because I hate Patrick Mahomes and I hate the Chiefs and I hate Jackson Mahomes and I hate the, the fiance. Um, 
the 49ers and Rams game, had they not played each other twice already this year, I'd be all over the 49ers. All over them. Team's rolling. They look good. Jimmy G's fighting for his life right now. They are hot as hell on offense. They are smoking hot on defense. Great young coach who's, you know, has the opportunity to go back to another Super Bowl um, for the second time as a head coach. Uh, you know, a chance to repeat Super Bowl 54. Like, why wouldn't I be on the, the 49ers? That being said, if you look at the stats, and this came to fruition last season with the Saints and the Buccaneers, teams that play each other three times in a season, if one team has won the first two meetings, they're like 10% win. They 10% of the time they win the third meeting or some, some crazy number like that. Like they never win the third meeting. Yeah. I just don't, I had the 49ers not beaten them twice this year. I'd be like, this is the 49ers game, but they're not going to beat them three times in one season. It's just not going to happen. Unfortunately, I just don't think it is. So I'm going to take the Rams. I would love to see 49ers and Chiefs rematch. Um, I don't want to see the Bengals in it because I don't think that that's good for football because they're not going to win. They're going to get rolled. And I made a bet on episode 27, 27 of the Booth Review podcast that if the Bengals won a Super Bowl like this season, that I'd jump out of an airplane. So, so I don't want to do that. I don't. Doesn't sound like a fun time to be honest. I mean, I I wouldn't just jump out with nothing. I'd be skydiving with a parachute, like with a trained professional. I wouldn't just jump out of an airplane. But the bet was that I'd have to go skydiving, which was like, no. Did we ever get a response from tattoo guy? By the way, no. Pussy. Absolutely. Someone else vouched for him though. Did you see that? No. Or not vouched for him. Someone said they'd take his place. (laughs) (laughs) Some random person DM'd us and said, like, shit, like, I'll get a tattoo. I don't care. I was like, well, that's not the point. (laughs) Like, it has to be that guy. Let me check the DMs. I don't ever check our DMs. We get get DM requests all the time. And random things. But some of them are legit and, like, nobody looks at them for, like, weeks. (laughs) A lot of the times I'll see them and then I'll just ignore them and expect for you to eventually like go through. Like this person just sent us our own post. Did you see this? <laughs> Harris Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. Like what the, that went undetected for like a week. And I was like, what? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Some people send us like spam, but then other people like react to our story or whatever. It just doesn't like work. Um, no, yeah, someone vouched to get a tattoo instead of that guy, but that's not how it works, unfortunately. Right. You can get a tattoo. It's a free country. But no, I'm not going to do the whole, like, I'll pay for the tattoo as long as I get to pick it. It has to be him. But if you want to get a TBR tattoo, how much do tattoos cost? I'm not in the tattoo game. I'm not either for religious reasons. Um, however, I'm not for, I don't want to permanently put art on my body forever reasons i mean honestly that's a fair way too and i'd probably feel the same <laughs> way if i was someone who like felt eligible to get a tattoo um people who do like the sleeves and all the shit what are you gonna look like when you're 90 when your skin's I know. I all think, wrinkly i think that shit. stuff looks sick like now but like but not th- later on in life 
<laughs> yeah. Um, 50 to to $100. Oh. If any of you want to get a TBR tattoo, I'll fund it. I mean, yeah, like 50 is it, like, it'd probably be 52. Like I can't imagine a TBR tattoo is going to be super, you know, expensive. we can probably find a really sketchy tattoo artist who will do it for less. <laughs> Cause it's not my body. If I ever were to get a tattoo, it would be something very minuscule in a place where no one could see. And it would have to be like super fucking meaningful. I'd get like TBR somewhere like that no one could see but for this particular challenge or whatever we're calling this you would have to get the logo and it would have to be big and it would have to be visible like on your forehead or something <laughs> i would never make someone get a face tattoo i'd make them put it on their arm or some shit yeah arm would be cool chest piece maybe <laughs> big old tbr huge tbr or like <laughs> Do like a like right on right tattoo. on the gut, like here, like the Conor McGregor. Yeah, I, I would make someone get a jersey tattoo where it's like TBR and then their last name on the back, like a jersey. So it's like they're permanently wearing a basketball jersey. Oh, that'd be so funny. <laughs> we need to get TBR more TBR basketball jerseys. I have like one. I would love a TBR basketball jersey. I'll get on that. I'll, I'll make I'll make that happen. Um, as soon as. We we need them Tattoo for a pickup basketball tournament in the in the summer. Yes, <laughs> we have so much going on. Pickup basketball, pickup street hockey that's not on rollerblades. Wiffle ball, we're making happen. Wiffle ball that we actually finish the season and you know. Yeah, I, I I we're drafting ways to make sure we finish wiffle ball this year, so we're gonna do that like for real. Yeah, I mean <laughs> technically it's been a huge amount of my fault for both of the past years well, not no not this season well my sh shoulder surgery kind of knocked my team out but no but that wasn't like you, we had a replacement ready for your team it was because Vito never wanted to come and play oh, and then wanted to finish as the number one seed and it's like dude you played one series <laughs> he was like oh we can just end the season today we'll be number one it's like everyone else has played more games than you like right. <laughs> like what are you talking about we also had one? a really good season like my team was unbelievable yeah you, guys, yeah you guys were good you guys were good we were filthy brownie was nasty yeah what the fuck why was he so good <laughs> i don't know he was definitely on like trend or trt or something he's he might be doing steroids 100%. like might be you think 100 i'd give it like 85 <laughs> because like <laughs> i mean he was a spaz attack two years ago remember when he was running a base runner and he started calling for the ball at first base <laughs> do you remember that happening <laughs> he went from that to like <laughs> lead the league in home runs and like the fast pitch like we, we literally on the mound. We, we, we had one game where we went back to back to back like we, we had like four straight home runs or something ridiculous. And then he went out in the next inning and struck out the side. Yeah, you guys were dirty. Like, pissed me off so much. And I didn't, everyone awesome. wants to say I traded him or whatever. No, I didn't trade him. It was just the, the way the league worked out. It was like, your team was coming back. So, like, we want to say I traded him. It's like, well, I traded you too because you were on the Padres for a little bit. Right. But I didn't. It was like, oh, all right, we got we to gotta realign the league. I don't know. I'm excited for it this summer, though. I've been training, been practicing, doing some dry swings in the mirror, getting ready. My team is coming loaded this year. I'm I'm complete overhaul. We're getting new everything. 
knew everything. <laughs> Literally knew everything. New team, new not new name. We're still the Padres, but like new team, new players, new coach, new playbook, new philosophy, new everything. New playbook for wiffle ball. Yeah, we're gonna be running plays for sure. <laughs> suicide squeeze left and right. It's my favorite play. <laughs> I suicide squeeze and it will be the show sometimes just for the you know, just just for shits and giggles. I love the suicide squeeze. I feel like it's it's a lot more effective than people think it is. It's well, it's really effective in video games, but it... yeah. Have you seen the video of the little league where they suicide squeeze and he almost hits him in the head? But he doesn't, and it's like <laughs> it's so suicide squeeze. That's a hit and run gone bad. I mean, it is a suicide well, squeeze. Well, no, I don't know because... if the batter knew it was a suicide squeeze. Right, but that, the that's runner the issue. Knew. Right, the the, the the batter didn't look for the sign, and so it was a suicide <laughs> squeeze. But the su- the batter didn't look for the sign, so he had no idea. I thought he, he almost kills the runner squeeze. with both the bat and the ball, but somehow doesn't, and it's like the most flawless baseball play ever. They score a run too. It's crazy. Yeah, and I I don't I haven't watched the full video, but I'm assuming that he was safe at first because the kid looked like he had wheels. <laughs> I don't know though. That's that's a risky play when when it may get caught. It's a like risky. If there was play only one out. Dumbass at the plate. Right. Imagine if he like. <laughs> you also oh. have to get an unbelievable jump because if you're yeah. anything more than 15 feet from the plate by the time that ball um you, you know hits the ground you can get gunned by the pitcher like the pitcher yeah. will just get you out at home i feel like it's more effective with left-handed pitchers because they're facing away from you so you can take a giant lead. yeah well no i mean they're gonna look momentum. over well it, it depends on it, it depends. So, in terms of taking your lead, because if you're if, pitching normal, if you you're already execute it correct. So, a suicide squeeze, you should always hit the ball towards the first base side because mm-hmm. you don't want to hit it into your player and lead the fielder towards where your teammate's going to be right. to tag, right? Um, and so you want to, you know, get it down the first baseline and then. In that situation, yeah, I was, yeah, it's going to be harder for a lefty to make that play because his momentum is going to be taking him towards third base. Right? Let me think. Yeah, his momentum will be taking him towards third base. Yes. Right. right. Um, my AAA semifinal, Marblehead Youth Baseball, 2013. Wasn't a suicide squeeze, but I was runner at third, two outs against the Pirates. The Pirates were the team to beat. Like, undefeated as fuck. Pitcher throws a wild pitch. I go, right? I'm going home. This is AAA baseball, so the umpires are, like, the kids. Like, yeah. like the older kids who are getting paid, like, $5 and a free hot dog to umpire games. Yeah. I, I go. I slide. I beat the throw by, like, a mile and a half. Calls me out. We lose. We're done. Pirates go to the championship. Had I, it was, like, the tie, it was a tie Real. game. Or it wasn't a tie game. We were down by one. So I would have tied the game. We probably would have went to the championship. I think about that every night before I go to sleep. Every single night I sit there and I'm like, fuck, I beat that tag. Probably one of the one of the biggest injustices in modern sports is me being called out at home instead of safe. It's that, it's the the goal with the Buffalo Sabres and the Dallas Stars. And who else got 
fucked over. I can't think of any. Oh, the Saints and the Rams pass interference in 2019. The Bruins and the Blues in 2019 when Nolachari got tripped. And yeah, that's it. Those are the those are sports biggest injustices. And that's the only right answer. So yeah. That's all I have for the whole podcast. I was gonna say I don't have anything else to talk about. I just want to add one thing. There's this guy on TikTok named Wizard Analytics who has this like NHL like betting algorithm or whatever. And I followed him because I'm big into like the numbers and shit. And I bet it once and it was wrong. He went nine and zero after the night that I got it wrong. He went on a nine game win streak. This algorithm that he apparently has nine game win streak. It lost last night, but he's like, oh, big bounce back night tonight. So I'm like, all right, I'll put 25 on it. Put 25. His pick Red Wings money line. They were down four nothing when we started this podcast. It's four three at the end of the second. So we're fucking That's riding wild. with the Red Wings. If I he's never wrong, never would have placed that bet. If he's wrong, we never bet with this guy again. But if he's right then hammer his picks every night. I literally never would have made that bet, ever. Neither would I. I don't bet on the NHL, but he's apparently like Johnny Hockey Guru, so I have no, Regardless of betting on the NHL, I don't give a fuck what your algorithm says. I will never bet on the Detroit Red Wings. Yeah, aren't they kind don't of give poverty? a fuck who they're playing. I don't know. He's got some algorithm in like spreadsheets on Google. I don't know how it works, but but it works. All right, people of TBR, this has been a fun, 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 fun podcast. So glad to have all of you here. That went like almost two hours. Incredible. Um, We'll be back sooner than later. Um, Probably this weekend. We'll try and squeeze one in with maybe Carp, maybe Carp, maybe trivia, maybe not. Who knows? I want want to get a little. He's got a lot on his plate right now, essentially. But, but, but not. No, he actually does. He's so he no, I know he does merchandise for I don't know what the organization is for some executive board. It's probably the executive board of like the PGA program that they have. And apparently the guy that was in his position before he's now in it fucked up and like did a bunch of wrong logos and stuff that weren't PGA approved. And so they got screwed and then they like have to now come up with the new logos that are PGA approved and then get new stuff from the vendors and then hope that they can sell all of the merchandise in order to not have to dip into emergency funds. So he's basically scrambling to do that because he got asked by the president, you know, to like pick up the position. Yeah. And he's like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I was like, you'll probably figure it out. You're good. You're smarter than you think you are. And he's like, no, I'm really not. I don't like doing work like that. I much prefer this. It's not work, but I don't know. But yeah, maybe maybe we'll hear from Cart. Maybe Michael. Who knows? But you can always fall back on us too because we do every fucking episode. So yeah. All right. Anything else from anybody else? No. Perfect. Thank you all so much for listening to episode 105 of the Booth Review Podcast. And we'll see you for 106. And that will be on the flippity Shout out,
Don't know my blood cells blue or my blood cells red. It's just a better way to save a memory that's halfway out of my head. I think the spark is.